0: Hello, my name is Jack Oatway, and I am Jay Oatway, and today I am holding aloft my holy symbol. And speaking a, a few words to censor the undead. That's right. We're talking all about undead: how to beat them, uh, what to know about them, um, how to play as one. Censoring the undead sounds like they're saying something, and you're like, "No, you can't say that," uh, or "We're gonna have to give you like a PG-13 rating." <laughs> I wonder if like
1: there's like any clerics out there who like are they like reborn or dampiers who like turn themselves. Whenever like, they try to like turn undead. symbol and you're like,
0: oh God, like, I got I'm <laughs> afraid. I'm going to run away you from can't myself. You willingly end your turn within 30 feet of yourself, but you have so, nowhere to go. <laughs> so yeah, this is a DD and d podcast. If you haven't guessed, uh, yeah. we're not actually necromancers. We just sometimes play them. Well, um, you are. You're on your way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so we're going to talk about everything undead today. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite undead, but firstly just to be clear we want to make sure that everybody out there as a little public service announcement knows how to turn undead
1: yeah bit of a rule that we don't really look at too often it's only available to specific paladins and clerics I believe right I don't think there's anyone else who can do it clerics get it across the board
0: every cleric can do this and folks if you've got a party without a cleric and you're going into undead land shame on you you're doing it wrong Yeah, don't play D&D like that it's true Uh, no we're kidding as always play D&D however you want Uh, but here's the thing so turning undead is uh, it's an action whole action on your turn Uh, you present your holy symbol holding it before you or aloft somehow Uh, which we go to actually the question if you don't have a free hand yeah, right? Uh for whatever reason, can you hold your holy symbol up? It does seem to be like something that you that the rules say you need to well, do. what is it? What even is a holy symbol? Well, I suppose that's just it. Um for some paladins, their holy symbol might be their mace. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure if you can do that. Can you do that? Here, let That'd me look awesome. up let me look up what a holy symbol is. My holy symbol is this big weapon I'm hitting you in the face with. <laughs> yeah i think there's multiple choices things like albums or well, albums i mean <laughs> emblems in, reliquaries in the movies like in the movies you would have a a cross or something, christian right? priest holding up a cross right so in a dnd world holy symbols could be almost anything they uh in uh in Ravenloft, in uh, Curse of Strahd, there's the uh, holy symbol of ravenkind, Yeah, which may not have be your cleric's holy symbol, but it might be a holy symbol that once they do get their hands on it, decide, hey, this one's as good as any. Yeah, uh, And uh, holding it aloft sort of feels very righteous in that game. Here's the exact
1: description. I'm not sure from which book. I'm pretty sure it's probably basic rules. Uh, a holy symbol is a representation of a god or pantheon. A cleric or paladin can use a holy symbol as a spellcasting focus as described in the spellcasting section. To use the symbol in this way, the caster must hold it in hand, wear it visibly, or bear it on a shield, which makes me think it could even be a little drawing. And so then, the question is, you pick up something like a a prestigitation, Mm. where you can make symbols appear for an hour, throw it on your shield,
0: turn any shield into a holy symbol. Well, that's just that you could, or just, you know have it painted on there in advance it, it says it could be so mm-hmm. it could be either a symbol or it could be a picture painter's, or it could be you know tools and you can make anything into a holy symbol right you know? uh, it could be a portrait of a woman you once loved or man mm. or a should Depends. be a picture of the god maybe you're well I don't know if it has
1: to be a picture of a god I think it just needs to be symbology that they'd be Flying like spaghetti yeah, monster. yeah That's yeah that's ty- my, my type of jam you know right. or like their symbol or whatever you know right. stuff so that's obviously w- really what if
0: show. your god is like something a little like scarier Okay, well, then you could do what something your god, like that. What if you're evil and your god or is or like whatever. Asmodeus? Sure. Well, Asmodeus has a symbol, funnily enough. Here, yeah, let me, let me well, try actually to Well, it true. to you. If you do a quick Google search for almost any of the pantheon of D&D gods, you will find that somebody's already cooked up a symbol of some sort. Uh, and so, yeah, just incorporate that into your character's design. His symbol is kind of like a stick, and it's got three prongs to it, but they're not really
1: like... Um, each, things look like, like they got a little piece of pizza stuck to them yeah it's like it's like a little like a little, tri- trident. Tri- triangle toast on the end it's like trident and they've each sort of they're each sort of holding a little aloft a little piece of red triangle, triangle toast. toast yeah
0: like a scale three scaling triangles and one but, of the scaling but triangles the way is that a the, holding the way them, the little triangle cool. toast is, is put together with a little like line gap between it might be the symbol it's you true. You I'm saying? Yeah, like, you it, could, Sure, you could have three triangles. You could like pick that. up that single. Like I think that. it's
1: supposed to be like a little, like a hoof. But the point is, like, you could, have that,
0: you could have that as a symbol. Like, that could be on a ring that you sure. wear on your finger. It could be yeah, on your
1: neck. Absolutely. It could be symbols on tattoo? your shield. Good question. If it's just a symbol and you're visibly wearing it, you know, as long as it's not covered, tattooed on your forehead, tattooed on your forehead, you have like a big,
0: like, evil eye or something yeah, yeah you'd be like yeah totally like an eye of type thing or Absolutely. something so yeah really in dnd the beautiful thing of the game is that sky's the limit whatever you want well, aesthetically to imagine the dm
1: sets the sky and then you break that
0: sure uh yeah but for a holy symbol i don't at least if you were playing in my game i don't think i'd have too many limits on what your holy symbol could be as yeah. i mentioned earlier if you want to make it part of your mace like if you're mace had the holy symbols etched into it you know the, the head of it or the staff of it or something like that i'm 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 okay with that like i think however you want to do it uh however i do think like in curse of straw something like really cool like the uh holy symbol of ravenkind this, this really cool amulet um something like that sometimes you know that you can imagine somebody holding up if your god is about killing ravens i feel like that's not really it's it's not about killing
1: ravens well let's say your god is oh why not i'm uh what what even
0: domain would that be i don't know (laughs) death domain to to all ravens (laughs) well a death domain cleric is like a like often portrayed as sort of a grim reaper type very raven like so they're a little bit like yeah Mm -hmm. anyways Anyway. Yeah, we didn't even talk about Turn on Dead. All right, we're God. getting to it. So you hold up this symbol. It's important to know what your holy symbol is. It's true. You present it's your holy symbol. True. So hold up your tattoo
1: and say, Yo, how sick is this? And then all the zombies go, Oh, that's so sick and yeah. start running
0: away. So you speak a prayer. Now, if you're like if you really like deep into role play, maybe you you can come prepare up with a prayer, like that. prayer. Yeah, and you have a prayer already. Or if you want to be like, you know, just more funny about it, you you could do like you know like how sick is this uh, how sick know. is this
1: tattoo then all
0: the, the zombies yeah. go
1: oh it's so sick oh my god yeah.
0: behold and
1: yeah you know and so this afraid. is what happens it takes your action and every undead not ones that you choose um that can see or hear you uh yep. within 30 feet uh must make a wisdom save see, see or, or hear here. so yeah, it doesn't end yeah one if two. if you're in a zone of silence and they but they can still see They can see still you. see the
0: symbol and they can read they can kind of see what your lips are doing. They're That's still enough. like, oh God. You know, or if they you know can't <laughs> oh see god, you. is that what they're saying? <laughs> yeah. They're
1: like, oh god damn. You know, gotta run away from this. Oh guy.
0: god, save me.
1: Yeah. From the Oh cleric. God, how ironic. Um and they must make a a wisdom saving throw against your spell save D C. If you're a paladin, it'll be your paladin spell save D C. If you're a cleric, it'll be your cleric spell save D C. Whatever you use for your spell save DC. Is there any other other Weird people who get turned undead? No, I believe there isn't. Oh, actually, yeah, no, I don't think there is. Never mind. I was trying to think. Is there like some weird warlocks that can no. turn
0: undead? No, nothing else Any can turn undead.
1: Fighters. I'm, there might be like magic items or something. Maybe it's, I'm missing something. I'm pretty it's sure it's there is. Interesting isn't, how
0: that that doesn't show up. It seems across anywhere. Well, else.
1: if you remember a previous
0: episode we did, well, we did. You I made that. a bard, College of the Dirge, who did have a turn, which well, I think undead. was quite a clever idea because. This is an ability that, I mean, okay. So if you were talking about just straight up say, oh, who's got magic? We've got ways that that you can have an Eldritch Knight or you can have an Arcane Trickster. Mm. There's ways that, you know, many of the other classes have got like mini versions as a subclass somewhere else. Yeah. But where's the little like, where's, where's Turn Undead as a feat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. That would be cool, like right? Like Holy Warrior feat. Like... I mean, there's so many things pick I can up pick up. Why can't I pick up this? Medium, it's, like, it's not like this is shields. something that you're using all that often. Use holy right? symbols as felt. Now, well, here's focus, the thing with it, though. Sort of I mean, like there is a limit. You, you're you still only able to do this uh, however many times you have
1: channel divinity. Right. Which is which once, classes, and then sixth is, level yeah. twice, and an 18th level
0: three times. So, per short or long rest. So, as short if it was rest, a feat or back. something, it would likely be once per long rest. Yeah. Uh, but. The cool thing is that most times as encounters go, you're probably not having that many back-to-back undead. It's true. Well, it depends where you are. But, you know, uh, but you you have this. And and so if the, uh, if the undead fail their save mm. against you, they it run. It is turned. So right. here's the thing. It is turned for one
1: minute. It's like almost so like imagine it, a special it, condition for one minute or until it takes any damage. <laughs> so don't try and hurt this thing. You know, because you're going to end it immediately, you know, unless you want to try and hurt it. But if you're just like, okay, we need to get rid of a couple threats. These things are going to r- run away to the edge of all these
0: walls, you right. know. So it's, then we it's can deal almost with the as if it it's frightened, turned. but it's not really frightened because a lot of undead than actually have got conditional immunity. Exactly. that. So turned is like a different condition. Uh, turned is essentially it has to move as far away from you on its action as it can. It takes only the dash action and has no reactions yeah so it basically only, it, can, it
1: can't willingly move through space with 30 move. feet of you
0: well i mean some some undead we're going to look at a few coming up but some have uh incorporeal natures they can move through things they can fly so for some undead there's very little that's going to stop them from just uh, running away moving 100 but feet you'll also per, find per turn and but they only run away for one minute you'll also find that some are resistant or immune to running away or being turned in this way sure higher powerful ones might be, but for the lower ones, well, not the lower ones. We'll call these the middle ones. We're going to talk about what happens, especially sometimes the, the weakest of undead in this situation. at higher levels. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. So they, they run away for one minute. So they might get quite a ways away from you, but or if it takes damage like if it sets off the trap and
1: gets hurt then it ends you it, know. it snaps out of it exactly so it somehow it may itself, be. Then. this may not be
0: the end of your enc- it may or may not be the end of your
1: encounter like you, I could see like a, a pretty cool like you know like some skeletal horse that you've scared off you know and it's rider so that like stabs it's like a zombie horse and yeah that shakes out of it that's the sort of
0: thing that undead do they're like they're dicks that way yeah uh, they uh, they may come back they may come back and continue to fight it made buy you a couple of rounds uh, to get yourselves back together, back organized, get ready for the return of whatever. But uh, generally, they are, uh, yeah. Generally, they're they're heading out of out of combat though.
1: Yeah. The thing is, uh, could I also read? the description for undead for people who are perhaps newer or, sure. you know, want to understand like, okay, if I'm making monsters, how can I classify something? What as undead? Is undead? It's one of the easier ones to imagine, uh, just cause of how prevalent it is sure. think, in fiction and how much you can
0: already think of things that right. exist, like skeletons, B- zombies, Exactly. Whatnot, Basic right? examples would be zombies. We all have seen the zombie like TV shows and movies, uh, easy to imagine. But here's the description in lost minds of Fendelver, which
1: provided a description for all monster types. Once living creatures brought to a horrifying state of undeath through the practice of necromantic magic or some unholy curse.
0: Yeah, I mean sometimes they're created because of some the horrific way in which they die. Yeah, um, or on some unholy curse. Yeah, right?
1: or necromantic uh, magic, right? But the, I think a key point is that they most of them are, were once living.
0: Yeah, they and now are undead. Yeah, which is actually fun because then you can sometimes get crazy versions of monsters like. Yeah, beholders. Take a beholder. And then it's like, hey, guess what? You get a zombie beholder. It's a zombie beholder. Which, spoiler alert, actually isn't as tough as a regular zombie. Yeah,
1: unfortunately.
0: Sorry, let me say that again. Zombie beholders are tougher than a regular zombie, (laughs) but weaker than a regular beholder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's a little thing that happens with some undead when you turn them, depending what level your cleric is. It's true. If your cleric is fifth level... Or higher it gains
1: the feature uh where when something an undead fails at saving throw against turn undead it is instantly destroyed it just its head explodes but it needs to be a certain cr and this is a point where cr actually comes in in you know, a real way other than just yeah outside of metagaming you know it, this is a real thing you need to consider now you know yeah
0: which and again i'm not totally sure how well this always scales but hey this is the way it is um i i think they try to avoid instant kill everything abilities sure. but so cr one half and lower what it's an example of a cr one half oh i have them yeah. right pulled up here uh yeah. we'll go to
1: page one i've essentially you can destroy anything from um war Horse skeletons skeletal alchemists shadows zombies skeletons um gnoll witherlings ash zombies crawling
0: claws that sort of stuff so yeah really basic sort of weenie uh, undead creatures. But well, remember, this is each thing that can hear you or see sure. you. Sure. So There's there like, could be seven, 30 eight feet, zombies. There could be a whole know? bunch of them gathered around within 30 feet of you. The room could be packed full. And, say, even and only, you'd be like, like, oh no, our cleric's gonna die. And cleric even goes, only, oh, not all, all of them would die. And right? then all you see this little, this holy symbol suddenly, this tattooed arm pop up above the horde that's smalling them and little words being muffled from below like, check out my really sick tattoo. And Boom! All the zombies fail to save, die. Yeah. If I, they succeed would, on their save, what happens? I would roleplay even in that
1: situation that like, oh, the tattoos like crawl over all over them until they're covered in them and then they shh, light it, like a blaze and, and shatter apart. That's how I'd try and make it feel cool and connected. But good question. What happens if they fail? Uh, nothing. Or what if
0: they succeed they're saving through nothing happens if they succeed. Yeah. They just like they look at you like, is that all you got? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, that, it's kind of like. Is, there's no like half damage. There's no half turn. There's no half destroyed. It's, although here
1: another thing so to remember, nothing ability. it scales every th- uh, three levels. So right. eighth level, eleventh
0: level, fourteenth and seventeenth, it goes up. So at one, you, you have the ability to take out CR one creatures, which yeah. isn't all that big a deal. At, at eighth level, the truth is you're. <sighs> Think like uh, ghouls, dread know, warriors. Here's, here's a little bit of the, the issue with this, though. Husk zombies. When you look at how game design specters, is done, straw zombies. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as a DM, if you've got a cleric in an undead setting, you should give them, you should give them like a few battles where there's weenie minions and things like that that they can use their turn undead yeah, on dead on. Yeah, just destroy because them. Because technically, if you're like scaling the monsters in the encounters. You're very quickly going to get away from CR one half and CR one undead, and yeah. the clerics are never going to get a real chance to destroy things. Yeah, which I think at some point is oh, fun. Look, not all clerics are about destroying undead, though. Like a
1: few clerics are like, "Oh, I'm holy, just destroy unholy." Look, I'm like, saying it's a class feature. Many of them are like lightning. It's a class or, feature. If you, know, you are given a class
0: feature that you never grains. get to use, that's that sucks. That's like it's like oh yeah I've got all these cool things but I'll never use them pan over to bard counter charm (laughs) yeah I mean look I I know the clerics aren't alone in this but I think one of the fun things about one of the things fun things about D&D is being a, a a DM who's aware of all the things that your players can do and creating opportunities for them to try them out yeah we get at higher levels even, we can now start destroying will-o'-wisps I and mean, It could be a really minor random encounter even where, you know, you weren't planning a, something major and it's like, oh, let's just have a couple of skeletons or zombies rise up out of the ground. And very quickly the cleric can just like burn one of their channel divinities and poof, there goes the the zombies. Yeah, how about a Gorillon zombie? Gorillon?
1: How that how you pronounce them? Gorillan, like they're like big forearmed gorilla-looking things, zombified. Yeah, you can zombify anything. Um, That's cool. I like that. Oh, imagine your party having to face
0: a big forearmed for those of you in Radio zombie. Land. Yeah, it's a, a skeleton. A, imagine Sorry, a, know, imagine, know, imagine a gorilla, but like its skin is missing in a bunch of places, and you can see its like you can see its bone structure and things sticking out. But yet there's still enough muscle on it to make it look like big and scary and Mm. then give it like an extra set of arms because you know and then
1: by 17th level was it which is
0: the highest by cr4
1: you can start destroying things like banshees bone nagas deathlocks, ghosts flame skulls that sort of stuff but uh you can't destroy a beholder zombie ever unfortunately even at the highest possible level they're a little too high yeah, but you can still hit him with your your magic weapons. And your turn undead. Speaking of magic weapons, there's a special one released, I believe in um in Explorers got to Wildmount
0: called the Corpse Slayer. Yes, yeah, so you can make Corpse Slayer kind of anything, like it's you true. Could, have could have a Corpse Slayer like wind, Corpse slay- Slayer knife. Like how there's like purple things for a bunch of different
1: things, you know, not everything, but you know, Corpse Slayer mace, moon touch like stuff like Slayer, that. It's going to play apply to anything.
0: Dagger. Uh, Whatever it is, you you hit something with it. You hit something with it, and then after that, it has disadvantage on it, saves Uh,
1: against against turn undead, and it takes extra damage, which is nice. So it's essentially a plus one, uh, which deals extra damage to undead, uh, is magical, and makes it so turn undead works on them a little bit easier. Nice to give to your, not your cleric even, give it to someone else who can tag team with the cleric who then uses their action to turn undead um the biggest drawback of turn undead is that it takes an action i would like to see maybe a subclass that makes it a, a bonus action how cool would that be a very specialized or like, supercharges it yeah. or makes it scale faster you like know? undead hunter Cleric. you know how like there's like tables where like you can only turn into like a half cr creature with you know you know wild sure. shape you know have what well, you I mean, wouldn't be circle, it wouldn't of, be the moon, domain, circle of
0: moon boosts that exactly right? so you have a subclass which boosts your turn yeah. so into instead of undead. having a separate second channel divinity Mm, it you, just bumps it, you up you double down undead. All the only channel of divinity you get is turn undead it's, and it just makes it and so and it's good. twice as good yeah and then like can destroy a bunch of stuff everything it like it goes from and, it starts at one yeah. and it goes to two and like, and then, you
1: can turn as a bonus action it doesn't like end when things take damage like that'd be crazy you know yeah. they can't dodge you know disadvantage on saves while they're turned or something like that you know then that would be pretty cool it would be pretty awesome
0: and I think that's like that, that's, that's just begging to be done yeah, it.
1: Pretty much is. What um, would that what would
0: that domain be called though? Would it be like Well, you've already got death domain, which unfortunately is a little bit the like, other way around. Like it takes the, from the living and makes them dead. It's censure. What, what's the word censor domains? Yeah. Uh censure maybe. Censure. Censure domain. Uh maybe some sort of yeah objurgation rebuke rebuking domain i don't know it's sort of you you need uh, a castigation domain you almost just want to call it the undead domain but no because you're not too on the nose it's like um you well yeah i don't know
1: think about it we'll brainstorm it um workshop it but there's also spells for summoning undead We'll, we'll talk a little bit how you can play an undead. We've touched on this a
0: little bit before, but I want to
1: talk on some yeah. of the spells. We,
0: we, we did actually in a previous episode uh, quite recently look at the Gothic uh, subclass or Gothic, sorry, Gothic lineages. Mm.
1: And there's a bunch of spells which summon undead, but there's a new one from Tasha's and the whole summon lineup just called summon undead. Third level, um, the material components are 300 GP gilded skull. Um, I'm sure you can What's find that anywhere. skull?
0: It's gilded. <laughs> a skull with like like gold like like trim the definition of gold covered thinly with gold leaf or gold paint wow that's
1: that's fancy skull yeah that could be like a cool helmet or even your holy
0: symbol even yeah, i mean Okay, you're, you D adventurer. There's enough dead things around you that getting a skull isn't that hard. No, of course not. But then you've got your, you sort of clean it off, like maybe you you scrape it. all the stuff off it. Your wizard helps press to digitate the last of the the crud off of it, so it's a nice clean skull. Or mend it so that and all then, the cracks are yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah you fix it up, and then then, your artificer then you carry it around. It. Well. well, yeah, exactly. Is there anybody in your party that can guild? Like, what what equipment do you need? Is that smithing tools? Like, yeah, good question. I don't know. You could probably like holy
1: channel divinity just. God do it for me you know <laughs> just like keep using divine intervention until you're like no I wouldn't even use divine intervention just be like oh just do it you know and then I'm like yeah okay because you're holy symbol now sure why not like that's something that God could do it's not hard uh, so you call forth an undead spirit it manifests in an unoccupied space you can see within range well let's actually ask can clerics even cast the spell is it even on their new spell list which one uh, summon undead can you go check that for yeah. the new, like, in intosh- it should say, like, optional spell things. Or uh, if you go to Magic Miscellany, it should say who gets what. Um, summon Undead. Concentration, one hour. Uh, you call forth a single Undead Spirit within 90 feet. Um, its corporeal form uses the Undead Spirit stat block, which, you know, with all the new ones gives you a certain stat block. Uh, when you cast a spell you choose its form the spirit resembles an undead creature with the chosen form which determines certain traits in its stat block the creature disappears when it drops to zero hit points or when the spell ends uh remember you can make it look however you want provided that it sort of fits the
0: description in general it says so you can make it like a it says it's actually not a cleric why not is it not who does who gets a warlock on wizard thing okay that makes sense yeah i guess it does i think i think it's like there's a lot out there that sort of says oh yeah clerics only kill undead everybody else gets to make them. Mm, and I'm yeah. sort of a bit like, hey, what's up with that? There's another subclass right there. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Uh, when it, it disappears when it drops zero hit points if you lose concentration or after the hour ends. Uh, the creature is an ally to you and your companions. It shares your initiative count but takes t- its turn after you. It obeys verbal compa- uh, commands. No action required. And if you don't issue any, it takes the dodge action and uses its move to avoid danger. Um and when you cast it at higher levels, it ups some of the stuff in the stat block. Normal stuff. It's got AC plus the level of the spell, so 14 uh, at base. It, if you cast it at nineteenth or 9th level, uh, it goes to AC 20. Uh, the hit points depend on it's what funny form though. you choose. You know, of
0: all the summon spells, it's the only one that's necromancy. All the rest are conjuration. Yeah, well, of course. Why would it be conjuration? Everybody else conjures these things, but it's... It's specifically, Even, well, it's, it's created through necromantic magic, man. I like, guess, dude. But I mean, you know, uh, summon elemental, couldn't that be vocation? Eh, I mean. Not really. Because it's like a
1: creature, you know. It, it's not just energy, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a big blast that goes away. But c- why, or couldn't,
0: a why couldn't you be conjuring undead?
1: Like calling it from another plane instead? Uh, well, I sure, just reflavor it. Why Maybe. not? There's not a lot of
0: undead that come from other planes. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, how I, think about, um, I think that's what makes... Shadowfell, a, right? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, you could do Shadowfell. Fiend, Orcus's Hell, you know, or yeah. Abyss, Lair. I suppose there could be some, but it's like, I guess you're right. I think the one thing that we like about Undead is that it's... Feels it, it, very this world. Yeah, you know? it's, it, they're very prime material, usually. They very much can be... They can be non-fantasy creatures. They can just be... Like a lot of your ghosts or uh, whites or rites or skeletons or whatever could, could really have just been people. People. Yeah. Uh, that are now humanoid type creatures. Uh, humans, elves, dwarves, whatever, that are now scary. Yeah. Uh, and I think that we've got a lot of Hollywood movies and cinemas and tropes and stuff that, that lead us to understanding undead, which perhaps why it is special, why we put it in that necromancy, necromancy box. It's, um, you know, Undead, and why we're doing an episode about it really is because Undead do seem to fill a very unique uh, spot in the D&D game. Yeah.
1: Now let's talk a little bit about playing an Undead or summoning Undead with the things that we play. Making the, not the best, but a good necromancy type person.
0: Um, And and okay, and just remember, something like that. Uh, here at Like Dragon Like Sun, we don't believe necromancers are the worst. No, no. Enchantment. Yeah, we we know that enchanters most evil enchantresses are the most evil. And no, I think it's just enchanters. Everyone just goes
1: enchanter. No, yeah, I think actress. Yeah, there's yeah. no more actress. It's no just, more enchantress. Just en- enchanter. But I
0: think, I don't know. I think enchantress sounds scarier. Frankly. Or, or now are male enchanters all called enchanters? Yeah, I know. I think sometimes you want to go with the more scary version because it just yeah, so every like Yeah, so everyone's
1: enchantresses.
0: Yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm not think, I don't think enchantress ever made any female enchanter ever seem less scary. It's true. Everybody would be like, oh, damn, the enchantress is coming. And like there's extra scared. Yeah, that's kind of true. Uh, so, anyways, it's not a put down. You do it, choose whatever gender yeah. pronoun Reclaim you want. Reclaim the word, man. Reclaim can, the you word. You can go whichever way you want. Absolutely. Um, Although
1: we've now come up with a new term for illusion illusion wizards. They're illusers. <laughs> illusers. <laughs> 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 Look uh, at that illuser. Illuser.
0: <laughs> nobody plays illusionist because nobody wants to be called a loser. They suck. Um, but yeah, so enchanters are getting your not head Not what and we're mess talking you, about today. Uh, we're but talking about evil. necromancers. Necromancers are just people believe in alternative yeah. forms of life extension they explore
1: the cosmic forces of life yeah. death and undeath it's yeah. all a natural
0: it's, thing it's man. one big it's spectrum natural. of things
1: really. as you focus your studies in this tradition you learn to manipulate the energy that animates all living things yeah. as you progress you learn to tap the life, life force really. from
0: creatures as your magic destroys its body transforming that vital Everything energy in nature magical power nature is born it lives it dies yeah. and is then reborn as an undead
1: creature here most people see necromancers this is even in the description in the player's handbook. most people see necromancers as menacing or even villainous due to the close association with death but hey I, th- I just added the but hey not all necromancers are evil but the forces they manipulate are considered taboo by many societies so just it's society man it's society and enchanters they get off the hook what's the deal with that Um, But as a necromancy wizard, you pick up the savant, necromancy savant, which all of those school guys get, um, where you can half the time to copy a spell, and you get Grim Harvest, which is one of the worst abilities uh, for lower level things, but it means whenever you kill something um, with a, a spell that requires a spell slot, you regain hit points. Um, hard to really get timed right and even harder to do with a school of necromancy because you don't get inflict wounds i don't know how many necromancy spells there are which do damage at low levels so this feature kind of does suck and you don't gain any benefit for killing constructs or undead the question is could you summon your familiar and then kill it to regain hit points interesting question Um, especially since it's a ritual spell does this mean you could break the loop and get infinite hit points if you're ready to burn spell slots that's a good question but i think the fact that it it has to be 1st or level or higher is a good way to stop that loop. 6th level, you get Undead Thralls, which I really think should be the 2nd level feature. Uh, you can add the Animate Dead to your spellbook. I would just change it where it's like you get a special like version of Summon Undead, which is kind of worse. Or make it like Unseen Servant, but instead of them being Unseen, they're just like little zombie guys uh, when you cast Animate undead you can target one additional corpse or pile of bones creating another zombie or skeleton is appropriate so if you're not familiar animate dead is you target one um thing to become a skeleton or zombie which is a bonus action you can command um using the existing skeleton zombie stat box. And, and so, so this you lets you make you
0: commanding this around just think of this as your butler
1: no think of this as this your, your warrior this your is your own... soldier
0: Personal butler. And this is your soldier. Unseen servant somebody, is your butler. This is your soldier. No, no. Nobody. This thing attacks. This is so much more fun if you call him Jeeves. <laughs> yeah, well, I really and think you they make should him be carry and you make him things. carry your bags.
1: In my revised wizard, I've made it where at second level you can just at will make a, a thrall that can't attack things. It just does things for you, you know, like servant stuff. Um, also, whenever the you other create an undead are, using a necromancy spell.
0: You, all the other players are going to be jealous when they see that you've got an undead
1: button. Here, and this is a good reason why it's necromancy, not conjuration. Whenever you create an undead using a necromancy spell, its hit point maximum is increased by an amount equal to your wizard level, and it adds your proficiency bonus to its weapon damage rolls, which is fun. Um, you're then yeah, well, it staff. scales
0: a lot better that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. That way, that conjure, or was it summon undead spell that I talked about earlier? Yeah. Even better. Uh, you 10th level, you gain resistance to necrotic damage and your hit point maximum can't be reduced. Good if you're dealing with uh, undead creatures. Um, and then at 14th level, you can bring any uh, undead under your control. Um, you can choose one undead that you can see within 60 feet. and This is almost the closest thing to turn undead for a wizard, but you have to be a super high level necromancer and it's kind of different. It must make a charisma save, so a little hard. Uh, against your wizard's spell save DC. Uh, if it succeeds, you can't use this feature on it again. If it fails, it becomes friendly to you and obeys your commands until you use this feature again. Uh, intelligent, undead, are harder to control in this way. If it has an intelligence of eight or ho- uh, higher, it has advantage on the save. And if it fails the saving throw and has an intelligence of 12 or higher, it can repeat the save at the end of every hour. But you could technically target Strahd with this.
0: Technically. Yeah. You could
1: go, Strahd, be my buddy. You know, if he fails, he's like, oh, okay, I'm your buddy Except now.
0: his charisma is pretty high but hey get a port and wizard with you as well Sure, boom fail that thing. one i think though he might have a legendary. does he have any legendary like hey guess what i passed that i think he might
1: oh he might then but you want to burn those and then use this it's not a bad idea though um but those are some uh things for controlling undead. i think the other one i wanted to touch on was the oath breaker which is from the dungeon master's guide um, which gives you some, like, edgier spells and lets you control Undead. Uh, so as an action, you target one uh, Undead creature. You can see within 30 feet of you. Uh, the target must make a Wisdom save on a failed save. It must obey your commands for the next tel- uh, 24 hours or until you use this option again. An Undead whose challenge rating is equal or greater to the Paladin's level is immune to this effect. But you could also, if you're a high enough level Paladin, target Strad with this. Um... Although it's only a whiz save. Although there's no repeated things. So hey, kind of cool. Yeah. Right Keep there. Keep hitting them with it
0: until, I, maybe, sure.
1: until it works. Kind of better than turn undead because it's literally like controlled by you. Controlled by you undead type thing, which is sort of fun. Uh, and then we sort of
0: move on to being a an undead creature. So for a while there was a kind of a funny workaround idea uh, that was sort of floated. I think at first time I saw it was on Reddit somewhere was the idea of playing an awakened skeleton. Yeah. uh, Which is kind of hilarious. Uh, And there was like a really cool like image of a skeleton sort of in a top hat and tuxedo sort of looking all dapper. Um, And I still kind of love that idea. But you can actually do that quite well. We we spoke briefly about playing a... uh, Reborn. Yeah. Last time. And and the reborn That's the way they I, do I, it. I specified, like they didn't call these races, they got them lineages. They allow you to make them look Kind whatever of, want. whatever you want. You could be stuffed full of straw, you could be a robot man, you could be a skeleton, or you could be a zombie. Or you just a skeleton, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. You could be a skeleton in a dapper top hat. Absolutely. And
1: uh, and you can make any sort of thing you want, any sort of ability. You can make them a good druid, you can make them a good artificer, you can make them a good barbarian, because you can uh, pick any stats I'm that you want. mastermind rogue. Yeah, not a bad one. Why mastermind, though? Why not inquisitive? Or well, I think it's funny that, that somebody who's doesn't have a brain in their head is a mastermind it's a mastermind it's <laughs> kind of funny as well you determine your ability scores increasing one by two and increasing another one by one we've sort of gone over these before uh common in another language of your choice medium or small i'm looking maybe medium dark vision uh, advantage on saving throws against disease death uh, being poisoned and resistance to poison damage uh don't need to eat Drink, breathe, which is aligned with most undead creatures. Who yeah, don't they eat, they almost drink, always
0: say that about the breathe. undead. Uh, and you don't need to sleep
1: and you can't be put to sleep. And you can finish a long rest in four hours if you spend those hours in active, motionless state uh, during which you retain consciousness. I want to play a party in a party where everyone can take a long rest in four hours. And totally ruins <laughs> The whole system of like needing to take eight hours to long rest because they can just do it in half the time yeah i mean
0: like like you play play this or you play you know you
1: have like a party full of two elves and one reborn and you're ready to go yeah you can just like rest four hours (laughs) and you're good to go (laughs) it's dumb and you have like a human who has like the aspect of the moon and you just never need to rest like it's just like boom why are we short resting let's just take two more hours and long rest that's dumb. <laughs> That's great. I love that idea. Um, and then finally, you get knowledge from a past life where you can uh, a couple times a day add a d6 to your any ability check you make. Finally, let's say you make a pact with an undead being and you're a warlock. Okay. You are either the undead or the undying is what I feel like you'd probably go with. Right. Uh, the undead is more, you've made a pact with things that are undead like, literally, like, reside in the dark corners of the multiverse, it says. Like, this is the description for the undead, uh, which is still UA. It could be Asirarak, Azalin, uh, Lord Soth, Strahd, or some other ancient undead being. Um, you seek to gain knowledge from them is typically the vibe that it has, right? And you're kind of, like, become a little bit of, like, a spooky boy, um, and you explode for some reason, uh, and then there's dying, where death holds no sway of your patron, um, And once mortally undying is seen, mortal lifetimes pass like the seasons, Um, like the flicker of endless days and nights. It is the secrets. Kind of the same, honestly. It also says things like um, uh, Vecna, uh, Lich Queen Vol, the Undying Court of Aranel, uh, the Lich Queen of the Githyanki, and the Deathless Wizard, Fistanda Laltus. Um, Or other Undying patrons include Shadow Kings, Warlocks, Crypt, legendary master i don't know there's a bunch of things like that which are there to inspire you of existing things but i imagine this one's like a little
0: bit more lichy, and yeah. the other one's a little bit more generally undead and spooky so you can't really talk undead without at some point getting to talk about liches now yeah they're they're super powerful super duper powerful um they they're in the game they can be almost godlike yeah they're master um, necromancers usually your big bad evil guy in a we lot actually of situations fought one in a 20th level one shot we did uh and there was four of us versus the lich and the lich was winning for a while yeah killed um, you yeah well power word kill that's a good yeah. spell um so yeah i the super high level spell casters are crazy dangerous uh and there's a few versions of liches in this there's there's draco liches there's Alhoons, which are essentially the mind mindflayer version of liches, um, but I think the problem, with, a little bit of the problem with liches, is that they're often played or placed as. I mean, there's they're a super bad guy, uh, unless you are playing some twentieth level adventure. Going up against one with your party, you know, doesn't really, doesn't really make sense. Yeah,
1: um, it's, it's true. They're a little too high AC that i would instead suggest perhaps using a skull lord have you ever heard of the skull lord what level what cr is that they one? are a little same cr level but they're not the oh lich whatever they've got cool armor they've got a
0: six scepter they've got three skeleton heads sure well if you're looking for something a bit easier though uh death locks yeah which is essentially like a war lock, level warlock like, that yeah, sort of broken their pack yeah a now it's it like and on the dead side un- of dead. things possibly still serving the, their patron yeah um and there's sort of a a cr4 caster that sort of gives a good mix of stuff for lower level uh fights but there's a couple of like really classic uh undead in here who've got some really cool uh special abilities Mm. that i quite i quite like um i think a ghost can play such a like if you're doing a gothic horror haunted house style thing a single ghost for a low level, lower level party. They're CR four. Um, but they could be so terrifying. Uh, they have the ability, this wonderful ability, uh, called possession. And you've got to basically make a charisma saving throw or your character becomes possessed. Uh, the ghost disappears. Mm-hmm. You're incapacitated. And the DM now basically takes control of your character. Um, kind of sucks for you for a while your friends can kick uh, the ghost out hopefully with like turn undead or, or uh, dispel evil or good spell or I don't know, some other MacGuffin that you may put in the game. Yeah. Um I think, I think that possession is, is really spooky and scary. Uh, on top of the withering touch and things where it can, uh, it, it's got one where oh, it's actually the the horrifying visage, which changes varies from creature to creature. The ghosts, if they, uh, I think if they frighten you, you lose. Yeah, uh, you age one d four times ten years. Yeah, so you can forty years. Forty years <laughs> in one turn. Ouch. Um, another CR four creature I quite likes the banshee. Uh, their horrifying visage doesn't quite age you the same way uh it just frightens you but they have i mean for an
1: elf that doesn't really do a whole lot yeah, i but.
0: suppose um if you're playing a a turtle, though you could be dead yeah it's or true it's with tortles and short lifespans i think they only live 50 years and and Aarakocra are even worse they have like 20, 30 years to live their life. So, so you if you're playing a middle aged one that's like, oh I'm twenty five years old arocre, <laughs> I'm a twenty five-year-old. You've got turtle. five years left. And they no, no what. it hits you with a forty-year age. No, thing. Even it even hits you with a ten year. That's the minimum role. You're it's right? an instant you die kill. of old age.
1: Yeah. And you can't revive from old dead. There's yep. like literally unrevivable instant death.
0: Yeah, ghosts are bad. <laughs> don't don't go on a ghost hunt with Turtles <laughs> or Aracoker <laughs> characters. <laughs> that's so stupid. Um but anyways, the Banshee's got the Banshee's got us uh, a a power called whale in which it, uh, it's only once per day, so your party's not in danger of it happening again and again, but everybody has to make a DC 13 constitution save. Yeah. And if they fail, they drop to zero hit points, which for a party can be quite problematic. If 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 this takes out a couple of your characters and they're now laying on the ground making death saves, especially if they were your healers or something ouch like this is that can be very problematic that that every creature within 30 feet of the whale uh when it that's w-a-i-l whale um you know could possibly go to zero i mean if it's every rule is really bad that's a tpk that is such a scary sort of uh yeah uh, that ability power. could be a TPK er. Especially if you've got a couple other
1: zombies who that are like ghouls who then like feast on your dead bodies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Eaten brains eaten by zombie.
1: Yeah. Bad way to go. Then do you become zombie? I feel like that's never really been a thing in D D where like I there's typically there, that idea are that zombies actually, I think you there know, are a couple ones you.
0: out there that if if a, you creature, get a, a creature dies by yeah. Um Things the, like bodax right? Yeah, I think
1: actually i don't know if they do
0: but. i think there's a zombie i think Ooh. um i think there's some out there that that have that ability to and i think it's an easy enough one as well as a dm to sort of write into it the obviously in, in tv shows and movies we see the oh i was bit by a zombie my days are numbered i'm going to turn into one sort of vibe we don't get that quite in D because that would gosh that would suck yeah. um I mean we do have that with like Cancer P we do have that happening with werewolves uh, although we tend to put a slower sort of time frame on it to give the players a chance to this is a cool Lich fixed. look at that Lich uh yeah look at that everybody out in radio land <laughs> Jack stop showing pictures what, what was it describe the picture it's Arcturia you see
1: it, it's sort of like a blue-skinned lady Lich who's got six wings sort of coming out of her back sort of dragonfly wing like sort of translucent she's hovering off the ground uh sort of with cool robes hanging off her and a a fun hat with like a bunch of skull type necromancy stuff on it uh, and cool foot wraps and crazy claws and and things like that Um, and she's a lich surprisingly enough doesn't look like your normal like skeleton face wearing wizard robes going nah, nah, you know
0: yeah very cool. Uh, kind of okay. more of a pretty fairy witch uh lich very sick
1: i think it's she's got a changed spell list things like reverse gravity true polymorph things like that S- way less um undead spell list like not i don't even think she has an undead or necromancy spell in her in her arsenal which is kind of an interesting what they like look at it um very cool in my eyes um Still got Paralyzing Touch, Frightening Gage, Disrupt Life stuff. Um, but, hey, I think that's a very cool way to make a, a lich that sort of looks different. I, I suggest you check her out. She's from uh, Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Not Dragon Heist, but the other one. That's a there, continuation after Dragon Heist.
0: Level 20 Is it? It
1: goes up to level 20. Does it? Yeah, well, she's pretty high CR. I can see why it would go that high. Um, but, the, hey, you want another super high CR thing that's like... Not really. Kills okay. everything around it? Um, very Eldritch if you know like near Lethotep from like um, Cthulhu type stuff it's like this huge terrifying like thing of death that just walks and kills things near it Uh, any creature that starts its turn within uh, 30 feet of the Nightwalker must succeed on a DC 21 con save or take 14 necrotic damage and grant uh, the Nightwalker advantage on all attack rolls undead are immune to this and if a creature is uh, reduced to zero hit points from damage dealt by the Nightwalker it dies and can't be revived Um, pretty crazy and it's got a finger of doom which has a recharge feature but it can point at one thing within 300 feet that it can see must make a dc21 with save or take 26 necrotic damage and become frightened uh, while frightened it's also paralyzed and if it you know succeeds it's immune to that
0: feature again but pretty scary speaking stuff. Of, of fingers things just die while they're around it here's a cr0 one for you folks crawling claw yeah uh, that one's scary it's just like from the adams family little hand that's like can run around on its own and do things uh and surprisingly uh, i mean apart from the fact that it's clearly got a claw attack because it's a crying claw crawling claw um clawing craw it's uh it has turn immunity it cannot be turned that's <laughs> so funny you can't turn the head uh i think a swarm of crawling claws would be quite terrifying yeah can uh, they be destroyed or... Yeah, of course. I mean, mean they're, they're, they've they're got an AC of 12 because they're small and they move quick. But just two hit points.
1: Or does immunity to turn mean they're also immunity to destroy?
0: Uh, yeah, I suppose. You can't... Uh, it says the claw's immune to effects that turn undead. Um, I suppose they're not being turned. They're just being instantly killed, but... So, yeah. You can't poison them. They're... Uh, you know can't be charmed or exhausted but uh but yeah they they don't take you don't have to hit them with magic or anything which is actually the common thing with a lot of the higher undead um is that they become they have quite a bit in the way of immunities to to various things well, not immunities but resistances um, a lot of resistance to non-magic weapons and resistance to fire and resistance to cold and Mm. so you got to sort of think about that if you're a player uh, going up against undead is that your your usual sort of stuff might not work as well against it as you'd think
1: yeah and of course the ultimate undead creature of all time asura rack wow what's an asura rack he is the ultimate undead the big baddie the guy on the front of the dmg um The OG Undead Lich. Wow. Uh, AC uh, 21, 285 hit points. uh, Resistance to most, or just Cold and Lightning, but a bunch of immunities. um, Crazy good saves and skills. um, Immune to pretty much all conditions. uh, True Sight, pretty much all languages. He has a Sphere of Annihilation, Staff of a Forgotten One, um, legendary resistances, rejuvenations, crazy spell casting, like power would kill, time stop, stuff like that. Advantage on saves, paralyzing touch, uh, curses, uh, at will spells, legendary actions. He's he's crazy. He's got everything. He's the ultimate big, bad, undead, evil
0: guy. But, yeah, so cover, oh, he also has cover turn of the Dungeon Master's Guide if you want to have a look uh, for that, uh, that What he picture. looks like, yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying stuff. Terrifying stuff. Super, super scary bad guy. Although I recommend you
1: make your lich look a little bit different if you are running a lich as a a DM.
0: How would you make your lich? Oh, well, I I really like that Acturia girl. She looks sick. Yeah. Like something more almost like a little like it's got some fairy type vibes. Yeah. Also like a little bit more Kara vibes going on as well, you know. Right, a little bit, yeah, Asian sort of influences there. Yeah, I like that a lot,
1: especially with some of the robes there.
0: Anyways, uh, the undead are drilling a hole into our secret lair. Yeah, we can sort of hear you can somewhere hear in the distance there, the sound of undead dentists yeah. drilling into teeth. That's right, crawling teeth, I was about to say, what would it be? Uh, yeah I mean I guess there was there was only one other thing on my list that I was wanting to mention um, that I've done before in a game where uh, if you've got a couple of players and you want to throw like a zombie horde at mm. them uh, using horde rules uh, for mass combat oh yeah that's rather than having you know <sighs> trying to to deal with if you want to put 20 zombies on the map that's just too many way too many sort of uh monsters to be having in a you know initiative order and things it's just going to bog kind of the game down instead you just kind of move the horde in and around your players and they just gonna they're just gonna take damage from it um unless they can keep clear of it sort of thing yeah, and it's going to change the battle a bit it's also a good way to run theater of the mind if you want to try and be spooky or scary where, that way are
1: there specific rules in any of the books about how to run hordes
0: yeah it's in the dungeon master's guide where uh, should we look for we that? Sh- can look up uh, mass combat Ah, I see and give people a page if they have the physical kind of things or yeah it might actually be faster for me to find
1: it that way um, as well so is do you say mass combat yeah there's stuff on how to run a war campaign in explorers got to wildmail that I just found but I don't know if that's what we're looking for while you're searching might as well talk a little bit about it if there's one thing D&D's adventures hate it's being told what to do but serving in an army is all about following orders it's up to the DM to make sure the characters uh, are aware of what the they're handling, getting
0: into handling
1: mobs mm-hmm. sorry carry on It's stuff like if you want to join the military or command officer stuff. Um, So you can break your mass combat into manageable chunks, uh, find a significant location that characters can either defend or conquer with minimal reinforcements
0: like an overrun citadel. That's cool. I like those suggestions. So Handling Mobs, uh, it's on page 250 of the DM's Guide. And if you're looking that up, uh, like on D&D Beyond, you want to be looking in Chapter 8, Running the Game uh handling mobs is what it's called and basically you want to it's it's all about trying to keep combat moving along at a brisk pace and so instead of rolling an attack roll you determine uh, the minimum d20 rolls a creature needs in order to hit a target by subtracting its attack bonus from the target's ac so it ends up giving you this little chart so um Once you figure out what that is, the D20 roll needed uh, by the mob uh, is equal to attackers needed for one hit. So so let me just... Do this back this up a little bit again. So let's look at zombies. Can you bring up a zombie for me and we'll build a little zombie horde for everybody so they can sure. see how this works? I'm looking up zombies. Actually, we look up Strahd zombies because they're a little bit tougher. Okay, looking
1: up Strahd zombies. They're Strahd zombies are
0: CR1. They are
1: uh, medium undead, unaligned. I got them open right here. All right, so
0: um, the. We want to determine the, basically the attack roll number. So I need to know, uh, the attack bonus of their claw or of, of their bite. What, what they should, are they the same?
1: Um, yes. They're both the same attack bonus. Okay. So a little what bit is different that? damage plus three and they plus, make three
0: attacks. All right. So they get plus three on that. So that's, that would be, uh, so this is a little bit like old school Thacko in a way. Um, so let's say your target's AC is the other question we've got here. So you're say your player's AC is what? 16. Okay. Yeah. So 16, uh, minus four is 12 is what their D20 is that they have to to, to hit. So if I look in the little chart here, uh, it requires two attackers in the mob to make one hit. So say there's five creatures in the mob, two of them hit. Yeah, well, I mean, that's assuming, I think, that they only get one attack each. They get three attacks. Um, so six would hit. <laughs> oh, so, so it says here, if the creature... That hits has multiple attacks with the same attack bonus. Assume that it hits once with each of those attacks. Oof! So,
1: wow! If there's five Strahd zombies at you, you get hit six times and take. Um, you take.
0: Well, so you need you need two of them. You need two of them. Eighteen damage. To take what? So if there's five of them, you'd only get two. They'd only have two hits, but that's with three attacks. So it'd be six attacks that would hit you. Wow. Uh, So you can speed it up a little bit this way by just having this chart. So if you have a uh, strud zombie horde, but we're doing hordes. So like, I want it more than that. I want to have a horde of like 20. Okay. So 20 strud zombies. AC uh, 16. Yeah, your AC is only 16. So 10 of them hit. So yeah, 10, you're going to get 30 hits of how much was the average damage on that? Three. So you take about 90 damage. You take 90 damage from a horde that big. You want to stay away from a horde that big. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> okay, that's speaking of a horde. All right. We are, okay, our,
1: our horde is now only eight zombies.
0: All right. So now you're getting, hit,
1: you're getting four. That's 12 hits according to the rules. Which is 36 damage. Still sucks for most but, characters. But
0: the good news is there won't be any critical hits. Hey, boom. That's nice. <laughs> but Although here's the thing. So, at you, as, so what happens now is as you dwindle that horde down it changes as you're like blasting the heck, heck out of these zombies um we can use minion rules which means that things only have one hit point well they they these that? aren't exactly minions we've
1: we've buffed them up are I mean, they not minions <laughs> why not
0: straw zombies have got how many hit points they've got eight. Oh no sorry they have got 30 why not make them one hit point that's way too tough of a horde i'm sorry folks in Radioland. Yeah, i've make made it a, a single hit point here is that a terrifying quick
1: horde. rule to make hordes or things that you know are little things that are on the battlefield Just give him one hit
0: point, you know, make him single hit point, one hit, one kill. You know. Yeah, I suppose uh, if we went and looked at a regular zombie, what would they be? Uh, Regular zombies are 22. One quarter. So similar.
1: So 22 still like more than one Uh, hit. No, but now I'm like tracking eight 22 things. Like how annoying is that? You're right. The the second something is hit, it dies. That's the rule. Mm -hmm. How about
0: that? you know or you have a hit tracker where once it's hit twice if i put if i put 20 things that are this dangerous out there yeah maybe to balance this fight out i would make it so that every time you hit one of them it's dead and okay
1: here's a a, a classic argument i hear against minion rules so it's like okay what if we're making like okay let's say our stone giant is the minion are you really saying it has one hit point okay my thing i say to that if you're at a point where a stone giant is minion then yes it should be killed in one hit Yeah. Or two, three hits, you know. And instead of tracking hit points, you track how many times it gets hit. You know? If you just want to be like, okay, quick, we need to make sure these things die fast. I want to track my big bad guy. I have other things to think about, not whether this zombie has twenty two hit points or eighteen, or if this is zombie three, you know, just like it dies. You know, like
0: exactly these things. And I think you're right. I mean, if I'm doing a mob this big that's this dangerous and I want to give the players a fighting chance. And then those, hey, those fireballs now feel awesome, you know, where you are killing like four, five, six things if you can get a horde, you And if the whole party's in in the horde, I would actually base off the number of hits based off of the highest AC in the party. Okay. Rather than the lowest. So if you've got a, you know, a 19 AC in there, and these are plus four, so it's a 15 to hit. So you need... You get one hit off of every four attackers now instead, so... Okay, okay.
1: How about this? I'm AC 21. I've got a crazy good AC. I'm like a paladin, full armor, shield of faith up. Right. Plus so my regular shield. Let's so say that, even, I'm, I'm
0: 23 AC. That's how good I am. 23 AC. All right. Well, they're only plus four to hit, so it's now to 19, so it needs 10 of them to do one hit and that will only do three damage. So now that 30 horde does well, nine. Not, not three damage. They have three attacks. So oh, it's... right. So it'd be nine damage. So that 30 horde would be 18, 20, Well, If you're going four. back, if you're looking now just at the regular zombies or the Strahd zombies. Oh, no, this zombies. is still Strahd zombies. So Strahd zombies' Plus average three damage hit. was three. Three d- damage on average. So times three is nine. Um, so they get two of those hits. So it's 18 points of damage. Hey. But that could be split bad. between two party members. That could be split up to six ways in yeah. theory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could divide that par- damage up in chunk blocks of three to the party. And now that big tank paladin
1: really does feel like a big tank paladin because they're taking on this whole horde and taking only like nine damage, you know sure. Sure. and then and then and then you turn on yeah. and they all. yeah, if there's that pop, many pop, around pop, you pop pops pop, pop, pop.
0: not the straw zombies so much, but the regular zombies would pop. Yeah, because you know, they're only like one quarter so they're easy to to. But even these if they all had to run away from you suddenly, then the mob is no longer around your party and doing damage, and then you can... Oh, we've gone over an hour. (gasps) Oh, sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. We're Um, so excited about undead creatures. Hopefully that gives you some ideas and inspiration anyways for how you might want to terrify your players by not just doing a zombie but doing like world, world war z instead um, that can run you know yeah, at full speed lots of zombies coming and at that them. infects your players we haven't even talked about yeah, infection rules you could do that you could have something like that you know, where uh, which you know you could treat it like a curse you could treat it like lycanthropy like exactly you know
1: uh repeated so, saves over a number of days and slowly or maybe fail uh yeah and, and like, maybe the hit point maximum is reduced maybe <gasps> Take rest- festering wounds. R- should be. We or- talked festering wounds last time. Yep. It's like every day their hit point maximum is reduced. When it's reduced to zero, they turn into a zombie. Sure.
0: Boom. Um, There's unless, zombie conversion rules you have, for you. Unless you have. Magical healing. Yeah, or remove like that, curse you know? or some sort of like, you know. Exactly. Restorate. So it gives the party like a Lesser bunch of days. Greater restoration. I'd say greater Lesser. restoration. Lesser rest- removes diseases. Does it? I don't yeah. know if it's a disease.
1: Maybe it could be a disease. It, it depends how you rule it. You know, if yeah. they're kind of like plant zombies, maybe it does remove it. But hey, that's up to you what a cool idea that would be for a campaign setting players
0: constantly worried about turning into zombies yeah uh so anyways <laughs> yeah. hopefully our everything undead episode uh, has given you some thoughts on either how to play undead yourself or how to run it as a dm um and of course remember folks you can always always use a cleric in your party it's true all right everyone
1: thank you so much for joining oh <gasps> reborn cleric Oh, did we talk about this already? That like turns themselves? That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Anyways, thanks everyone for joining us. Bye. Bye bye.